This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Let'sTalkIdeas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm, and Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. UK firm gets contract for gas-to-energy project without Guyana's EPA permit. City closes sale of Puerto Rico personal banking business to Insignio. Dominican Republic St. Martin Aeronautical Authorities ties restored. Biden-Harris administration says all 50 states, D.C. and Puerto Rico have submitted plans for national electric vehicle charging network. OECS and CARFA sign MOU to strengthen procedures that ensures medicines are safe and effective. And a record amount of seaweed is choking shores in Caribbean. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, August 2nd. We start a report today in Guyana. Crider News reports that although an environmental permit for the planned pipeline to transport gas from the Liza 1 and 2 fields in the Straper Block offshore Guyana is yet to be approved by Guyana's Environmental Protection Agency, the company conducting the venture, SO Exploration and Production Guyana Limited, and the local subsidiary of U.S. oil company ExxonMobil has moved to award yet another contract. According to the report on Monday, while the country was celebrating emancipation, the oil company gave out another contract, this time to Technic FMC, a United Kingdom-based firm that provides expertise for subsea and surface projects. According to reports, the company received a significant contract to provide engineering procurement construction and installation of subsea risers and pipelines for the Wales Gas to Energy Venture. Though a cost was not attached, it must be noted that a significant contract for Technic FMC is one within the range of $75 million and $250 million. The full contract award will not be included in inbound orders until the project receives a final investment decision and government approvals. President of Technic FMC Subsea Division, Jonathan Landes, was quoted as saying, the gas to energy project is another example of how we are helping to deliver the energy that the world needs, and we are thrilled to be supporting another project in Guyana. We remain proud of our dedicated Guyanese employees and are committed to continued development and expansion of local capacities. Executive Director of Guyana's Environmental Protection Agency on Tuesday confirmed that no permit has been granted for Exxon to pursue Sue the project just yet. He was unable to offer further comments on the matter as he was engaged in a meeting at the time. News is my business reports that City will continue to serve institutional clients through its Puerto Rico and Uruguay branches. Miami-based independent broker-dealer and registered investment advisor Insignio closed its acquisition of City International Finances LLC in Puerto Rico and City Aceros de Inversions Uruguay SA 
an investment advisory firm in the country's free trade zone. The transaction has received regulatory approval. The financial terms of the deal were not disclosed. In a press release, the company stated that Citi maintains all existing bank deposit relationships with Welt clients moving to Insignio, which offers a broad spectrum of investment products and wealth management capabilities. Citi will continue to serve institutional clients through its Puerto Rico and Uruguay branches, as it has done so for the past 104 to 107 years, respectively. The U.S. Consumer Wealth Team and the bank remains deeply committed to Latin America, where Citi has operated for more than a century and built a network across 20 countries, it stated. The division will continue to serve clients using the Citigroup Global Marketing Inc. broker-dealer. The transaction is the latest in a series of ongoing strategic moves and acquisitions as Insignio continues to execute on its business model, which received a boost with the recent $100 million financing commitment by global investment firm Bain Capital Credit and J.C. Flowers & Company. St. Martin Island Times reports that the aeronautical authorities of the Dominican Republic and St. Martin have resolved the problems affecting the air bridge between the two countries following the intervention of St. Martin's acting Minister of Tourism, Economic Affairs, Transportation and Telecommunications, Omar Otley, on Tuesday. Minister Otley held an emergency meeting on Tuesday with representatives of the foreign affairs of the government of St. Martin, the Secretary General of the Ministry of Tourism, Economic Affairs, Transportation and Telecommunications, the Head of the Tourism Office and the Director of Civil Aviation. The objective was to determine the result of the Civil Aviation Authority of St. Martin, where it issued the ban on flights from the Dominican Republic, and find a friendlier solution that does not strand thousands of passengers during the summer. A letter sent by the director of the Civil Aviation Authority of St. Martin caused great concern within the community when it was decided to suspend flights between the Dominican Republic. Clean Technica reports that, in keeping with U.S. President Biden's commitment to build out a national network of 500,000 electric vehicle chargers by 2030, the U.S. Department of Transportation and Energy announced all 50 states, the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico, have submitted electronic vehicle infrastructure deployment plans as required under the National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Formula Plan established and funded by U.S. President Biden's bipartisan infrastructure law. These plans are required to unlock the first round of the $5 billion of bipartisan infrastructure law formula funding available over five years to help states accelerate the important work of building out the National Electric Vehicle Charging Network and making electric vehicle charging accessible to all Americans. A memorandum of understanding was signed between the organizations of Eastern Caribbean states and the Caribbean Public Health Agency, CARFA, to strengthen procedures that ensure the safety, quality, and efficacy of medicines in the region. 
Dr. Didicus Jules, Director General of the OECS, and Dr. Joy St. John, Executive Director of Carver, were both present for the official signing, which took place last Thursday, July 28, 2022, at the OECS Commission in Castries, St. Lucia. The MOU formalizes a long-standing relationship between the OECS Pool Procurement Services and CARFA. The Medicine Quality Control and Surveillance Department and the Caribbean Regulatory System are the departments responsible for guiding the procurement, testing, registration, and monitoring of medicines at CARFA. The main aim of the agreement are to strengthen the approval process of medicines procured through the OECS pool procurement service by the Caribbean Regulatory System and to affirm the long-standing relationship with the Medicines Quality Control and Surveillance Department. According to Dr. Jules, the formalization of this relationship with an MOU will strengthen the trust of the member states in the medicines used in our public health systems within member states of the OECS and CARFA, respectively. Dominica Online reports that in the quest to develop the cannabis industry in Dominica, Dominica's parliament may soon table legislation that will decriminalize the sale of cannabis byproducts as well as legalize the sale and purchase of cannabis locally for the production of these items. This announcement came from Dominica's Prime Minister Roosevelt Skerritt during his presentation of the 2022-2023 national budget at the first meeting of the third session of the 10th Parliament on July 26, 2023. The country's leader stated, agro-processors will be required to carry licenses granted by the Commissioner of Police and other regulating agencies. Furthermore, we will decriminalize the sale of byproducts of cannabis, such as bombs, oils, and cream products produced locally. According to Skerritt, plans are also in place for the development of the medicinal cannabis industry in Dominica, as the Prime Minister revealed that his government is working with the Impact Justice Project to prepare the legislative framework. According to him, the government will provide $5 million in grants to small businesses, part of which will target micro-agro-processors engaged in developing value-added products, provide a separate facility of $1 million to support producers of local juices to be able to expand and enhance their production, and lease industrial sheds and land from the aid bank from its industrial estates in Canefield and Grand Bay to provide space for setting up of facilities to provide support and services to microprocessors. Meanwhile, Skerritt maintained that his government has always made agriculture a priority. Hence, he pledged to continue investing in the sector during the 2022-2023 fiscal year to the tune of $55 million. Our investments will be targeted to respond to the new and emerging global challenges, as well as opportunities to increase market share locally, regionally, and internationally. He further stated that his government's 2023 plan for the agricultural sector will include an increase in production of agricultural produce, livestock, horticulture, and fishing to eliminate the need for importation and increase Dominica's exports. And finally, 
NPR reports that a record amount of seaweed is smothering Caribbean coasts from Puerto Rico to Barbados as tons of brown algae kills wildlife, choke the tourism industry, and release toxic gases. More than 24 million tons of sargasm blanketed the Atlantic in June, up from 18.8 million tons in May, according to a monthly report published by the University of Florida's Optical Oceanography Lab that noted a new historical record. July saw no decrease of algae in the Caribbean Sea, said Chalmine Hu, a optical oceanography professor who helps produce the report. I was scared, he recalled, feeling when he saw the historic number for June. He noted it was 20% higher than that of the previous record set in May 2018. Hugh combined additional data for the Associated Press that showed sargasm levels for the Eastern Caribbean at a near record high this year, second only to those reported in July 2018. Levels in the Northern Caribbean are at their third highest following July 2018 and July 2021, he said. Scientists say more research is needed to determine why sargasm levels in the region are reaching new highs. But the United Nations Caribbean Environmental Program says possible factors include a rise in water temperatures as a result of climate change and nitrogen-laden fertilizers and sewage waste fueling algae blooms. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And to share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, August 3rd. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.